0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to the weekly podcast, the Cardinal Authority Podcast. I'm senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. got a slew of stuff we're going to get through on this show, Jody. We've got, uh, obviously, the start of sports, which means football is getting going. Recruiting is always a hot topic. Basketball, they're back off their paws. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, baseball, women's basketball, and doing well in the NBA. Is this getting started? Well, you know, a couple of guys in the Major League Baseball hitting some long shots, you know, early in their seasons as well. So, but let's do, let's start with the beginning of fall sports. That's, you know, what everybody's talking about. You know, will it happen? Won't it happen? You know, there's so many questions hanging out there, but just to have seen things continue to move in a, in a forward progression right now for me and for many is good enough
0: yeah let, let's let's call this the hodgepodge uh cards cast tonight we got a little <laughs> bit of everything it's some good it's some good stuff we'll, we will get to uh especially in some recruiting things a little bit later but yeah i mean i it, it, the minute this comes the second this comes out of my mouth i'm going <laughs> I'm, go, I'm gonna i'm going to change my thought i think because it's just how it is with this thing but I feel better now than I did this time last week, for sure. As far as the fall sports are concerned, are they going to happen for sure? No, I still don't think we know that at all. Um, And, and, and I lump, I lump all fall sports in, but really remember the NCAA can cancel, you know, volleyball and field hockey and men's and women's soccer and cross country and all that kind of jazz, but yet the football thing is, is, is a different animal and a different beast. So I'm still going to lump them all in together because I think the NCAA showed on Friday when they didn't vote to cancel or move anything and they tabled it, that they're, that they were getting some pressure from the power five, from the FBS schools, from the big, from the big ball, the big boys, the conferences that, that, uh, they, that can move the needle and the conferences that can, uh, that can, can make them go, okay, we, we need to watch and, and wait and see what happens. Um, I'm not sure why I'm more positive now than I was this time last week. Other than um, uh, other than I think I I think, Michael, you just have to realize that that it's not going to be normal. Everybody thinks, oh, because one team shuts down or because you get this positive test or that that they're going to happen. I think you have to, from what I understand on the ACC calls, they're being very good about knowing that it's going to happen. There yeah. is a very good chance that if you play football and you start sometime in September, that one week, either Louisville or their opponent is going to be in quarantine. That's, that's just the bottom line or a bunch of their, or a bunch of their players are going to be in yeah, quarantine. That's,
1: that's a, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it, it's just, that's just the way it is right now. And it's going to happen. But I think if you just give up on everything, then, then you're, you're kind of wasting a year really into to whereas. You do what I think they're going to try to do, and that is get as many games in as possible.
1: Yeah, and you, and obviously, certainly, nobody's tried to make light of the the tragic things that are happening and surround this coronavirus pandemic. You know, but there are some greater things in play. Obviously, we are, we're, you know, everybody's aware of the impact on the economy and all that kind of stuff. But I think you touched on a, on a few good points. You know, talking about how the NCAA, you know, they. they kind of delayed their decision on what they're going to do with, with the fall sports and, and and mentioning that they're probably feeling some pressure from the, from the P5 conferences. And that kind of lays into, you know, there's also been the discussion of creating a basically a football czar for the Power Five conferences, a commissioner, if you will, for the Power Five conferences. I know there's a lot of uh, support for that. We've heard University of Louisville Athletic Director uh, Vince Tyree express his interest and in, in seemingly support of there being a conference commissioner because it is kind of two different worlds. I mean, I told Vince,
0: we, I would do it by the way. I, I mean, if they really want me to, I'll step up and, uh, and and I'll do it. I'll take that responsibility, but no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's that they, they need something like that.
1: Yeah, they do. You know, and, and I think most of them are on board, but that does show, I think, uh, you know, as you said, it's football's a little bit of a different animal. I don't think the NCAA can just come out and say, look, we're canceling all fall sports. And then, but like, if they tried to do that, I think you would still have football over here going, <clears throat> I don't think so. Not so fast. You well, know, and then th- that creates, yeah. and
0: right. they're trying,
1: it's, you know, they It's the way wants to hold on to some of those reins where I think they can potentially feel that slipping out of their hands.
0: Yeah. And that creates, I mean, I mean, first of all, let's just, let's just, let's just get this out of the way. A pandem- the pandemic is going to create so many different kind of lawsuits. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, everybody and their brother's going to sue or get sued. Um, if if the football if football plays, then and volleyball doesn't, or that's not a that's not a, women's soccer doesn't because volleyball is indoors and that's different. If football plays and women's soccer doesn't play or men's soccer doesn't play, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're, you're you're the NCAA's kind of opened themselves up a little bit there, uh, and, and I know they're not. They're not really thinking about that, but it's kind of like, OK, let's just give it a chance and give it away. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't understand why people have rushed to. And we we mentioned this last week. There's time. Now, we're getting to a point where in the next week or so you have to make decisions, but. You didn't need to make a decision two weeks ago. You didn't need to make a decision 10 days ago. You can wait till right around August 1st, sometime later in this week and, and make a, and make a decision. Vince Tyrae said that we predicted that. And uh, and it's uh, um, that's that, to me, to me, that's it's going to play out like like we've said, Louisville's the ACC Louisville is a part of the ACC. The ACC is probably going to make a decision uh, on Wednesday. I would imagine it would leak out. And then on Thursday, there will probably be some sort of an announcement. I've heard there isn't a whole lot of support, Michael, for the uh, the 10 game five here and five there, the the, the home and home kind of thing. Uh, but I've also heard that that is just one of, you know, eight, like we've said on the boards and everything else, eight to 10, seven, eight, nine, 10 models that are on the table. You know, there's yeah. a 10 plus one with Notre Dame, there's a 10 plus one without Notre Dame. There's an eight plus one with Notre Dame. Uh, you know, there's, there's different kinds of things. I've even heard that, that there is one, uh, uh, one scheduling model uh, where they don't start until September 26th. And the ACC championship game is on December 19th. I mean, that's uh, that's pushing, that's pushing the, the ACC title two weeks back, and that's pushing the season opener three weeks back. So, you know, there's a lot of different things on the table, and, and quite honestly, until they all get into a room, well, into a Zoom, and uh, and, and you hear this and that and the other, and it's going to be the presidents, um, I, I I the athletic directors will have a lot of say in it, the presidents will have a lot of say in it. I'm not sure coaches will. I mean, I think coaches will kind of have to – um, uh, you know, trust their administration to uh, to make the right decisions uh, for them. I, I think right now, if gut feeling tonight, uh, as we do this podcast, Michael, uh, almost uh, almost in, on Monday morning, um, I think gut feeling for me, we start on September 19th. We uh, we finish a, a week later and they try to get as many games as they can possibly can in. And I do think at this point, what, what my feeling is, is we don't start basketball until closer to January 1st. Just a gut feeling.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of like the way your, your gut's thinking there. I think we're about on the, on the same wavelength. I do think they're going to delay it, you know, a couple of weeks uh, just to, to, to continue to, to see how things continue to develop. Obviously, there's a, a ongoing you know, rise in, in, uh, in people that are coming down with positive tests. So I think they want to continue to see how things progress, you know, and really, what can it hurt? I mean, we already know that, well, we don't know for certain, but we're fully expecting that the, it's going to be a shortened schedule, you know? So, so if you need to take a, you know, an extra, you know, two weeks or so, go ahead and do it to, to, you know, make sure you're following the right protocols and that you feel even more safe with what you're happening in, in your bubble. And as you start to experience things, you know, going up against somebody else from a different bubble. So, um, yeah, it, and, the, and, the, and, the, and look, things are going to change. I mean, look how
0: different it is from two weeks ago until now look at the difference in the numbers and how they went up Or now two weeks from now. How is that going to be? Is it going to still be on the rise, which would be bad, which would be probably, uh, the end of sports for the fall season. Is it going to be on the decline, which would be good, or is it going to be kind of just kind of holding steady, which, you know, you, who knows, but, but it, it's going to change. And that's, that's just the bottom line. And, and unfortunately we're stuck in this and, uh, Hopefully we can uh, we can get out of it at some point and uh, and they can be on the on on the field. I mean i i, I envision a right now I envision a football season um, without fans at the start and uh, and things changing week by week and uh, quite honestly day by day and, and 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 if we can get football in, uh, then then great. Um, I do think that I have heard there is some. Um, support for the North and the South division um, with, with Notre Dame being part of the ACC for this year. Um, We'll see um, if Notre Dame wants to give up some of that NBC money because that's part of it. Um, And, and if they do, I think that they're part of it for this year. And I think they're in the North division is what they would call it. And, uh, and quite honestly, that's where Louisville is going to be. And, and uh, I, I just don't know the other, you know, it would be Louisville, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, Syracuse and Boston College for sure. I would imagine it would be Virginia and Virginia Tech, but you just never know. I don't know if they want to, you know, keep the, the the Carolina, Virginia, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia pod, all those schools together um, or, or not. So but it would be intriguing. All right. Let's move on because yeah. we could talk about it all night.
1: Yeah, well, well, probably should toss this in. I mean. You know, one of the potential answers may also include the, the connection between the ACC and the SEC, allowing the you know some rivals such as Clemson, South Carolina, obviously the Louisville Cardinals and Kentucky, Georgia, Georgia Tech. So that's a potential out there in that ten or that ten plus one model as well. So you know, still a lot of things to to look forward to. I know there's a lot of people that would love to see the the Governors Cup happen, you know, and not have to have a pause. So you know, really looking forward to seeing what the ACC well, is later like in the week. So yeah, but no, like you said.
0: It'll be interesting if they do that plus one and you and you have those SEC schools wanting to do that uh, and wanting to play. It'll be interesting to see, do they do that for everybody? You know what I mean? Like, do they kind of cross um, the ACC and the SEC, almost like an ACC, SEC challenge in basketball? Yeah. Um, and and do they do that on what would probably be the final weekend uh, you know, of the season? And if they do. Who who in the world gets lucky? <laughs> who gets lucky to get Alabama on yeah, the cross? You know, so that that would be uh, that would be in- interesting. All right, football and football recruiting. Uh, the guys, the guys are out and uh, and actually doing some some good work from what I understand with the coaches. But uh, uh, I, I was told, uh, I, I was told, you know, just weird kind of um is 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 the vibe uh because they're doing work and they're hoping but and they're pointing for september 2nd knowing that september 2nd is probably not gonna happen you know what i mean so uh that's where the weirdness vibe comes in i think for the guys and for the coaches but uh, they did some work last week some individual work with the with or some teamwork i'm sorry um last week after finishing up everything else and uh you know they're they're excited with how guys came back. You know this week um, KJ Cloyd will get on campus, and then that will be from w- what I understand, August 1st he'll arrive on campus, and a couple there's a couple maybe a couple others that 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 will be all of the scholarship guys uh, that will be on campus, and then there's still uh, some of that 20ish number of walk-ons that we told you about from uh, that are new. Uh, Those are guys that are still going to be arriving over the course of the next uh, uh, the next week or so. They do the testing. They uh, stay in their you know, in their quarantine or whatever they got to do while they're getting tested. And then uh, and then they will be part of uh, of the mix. But K.J. Cloyd, from what I understand, will be the last scholarship guy. Uh, to arrive and he will get here uh, on August on August the 1st. So uh, a very uh, good addition, a very late addition, but a very good addition for them, too. And, you know, I was putting on the board. I was reading some uh, some stuff, Michael, uh, this weekend and some previews. I I got my Phil Steele in the in the in the in the in the mail and got some other things and was reading some uh, that I I really like those pick the pick six preview guys. Um, It's like it's a it's an internet one, and it's actually fairly cheap. But those guys do a good job, and they've rated out like their preseason stuff has been among the most accurate the last uh, five or six years uh, out there. But I was just reading some things, and the more I read about it, and uh, and I'm gonna call the uh, I'm gonna call the depth chart up here uh, for me real quick so I don't miss somebody. But the more I read about it, the more I'm intrigued um, by the offensive line and 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 what potentially could happen and the log jam that they could have there. You know, Dwayne Leford's always said he likes to rotate some guys in and out of there. And I think he's going to have the chance to do it this year, because if you look at the media guide and what they've got, Cole Bentley at center and on the left side, Caleb Chandler at guard, who started all of last year, six, four, three hundred and fifteen pounds, very solid player. And then Adonis Boone in there for Becton at left tackle, six, five, three, ten. And on the right side, Robbie Bell, six, five. Uh, two ninety five. He's a senior, been through a lot of wars for the for this program and Renato Brown. But you've got Cam to George. You've got uh, uh, out there as kind of a backup. You've got Trevor Reed uh, listed as a backup. Luke Kander is a guy that we have talked a lot about. He's a guy that uh, potentially, you know, sees, you know, our guys at the national level see him as one of the, the potential down the road uh, you know, high draft picks of of this rec- of this recruiting class. You know, you got Joshua Black, you've got Jackson Gravy, Gravy uh, Cody, Kobe Baines, guys that uh, that have got a chance to play. Uh, and 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 I'm intrigued. And what what made me even think about all this even more, Michael, uh, was reading the fact that Cam DeGeorge last year in 13 games gave up zero sacks at UConn and only had five QB hurries. Uh, uh, against him that that's, that's phenomenal. And the snaps that he took. Um, so I think he had, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, he's got to play. Reed's got to play. I think Kander has got to play. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how, um, Dwayne Ledford m- makes this m- kind of mixes this group up.
1: Yeah and obviously he's did a fantastic work in his first year um and now he gets to put a little bit more of his stamp on it because you know these he's obviously got some newcomers that are his guys and that that are kind of going to be pressed into really important roles you know, well, they are on campus, but basically from the moment they stepped on campus. So, you know, I, again, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, we, we we saw great things from Adonis Boone last year, expect him to even take another further step. But yeah, once you get past those, those, that first line of the, on the offensive line, there's a lot of really question marks there. There's, you know, a lot of unknowns. You know, guys that, uh, you know, well, Camden George obviously has a, you know, everybody's quite a well over him, but for the most part, these, the newcomers are wretched freshmen that really haven't tasted, you know, game life experience on a P five level yet. So, uh, really excited to see how those groups, you know, come along and, and really not worried about it. I mean, from what we saw from Dwayne Lefford and, and it, obviously his resume, I think you can expect great things from this offensive front.
0: Well, yeah.
1: And I think it's a good problem. And again, I ran
0: into one of the coaches, I ran into one of the coaches, uh, uh, over the weekend on, uh, on one of my walks that I'm doing uh, throughout the, the neighborhood in the area. And, and we just got to talking about different positions and, uh, I'm trying to come up at some point in the next week or so. I'm going to do a position rankings, and I just threw it out there. I said, you know, depth-wise, obviously, you know, quarterback is in really good shape, running back is in great shape, um, and, and, and and you know, tight ends getting there, but they're young. They're young, but they're getting there. Wide receivers is not defensively, they're getting there, and all of them. But quite honestly, depth-wise, right now, offensive line has gone from a a worry to something that's uh that that, that's pretty darn good right now
1: yeah i mean we're talking you know single digits really last year when you're looking on offensive line you know and this year obviously the the depth is starting to get there certainly want to gain some more experience you know and they're going to start doing so i mean depending on what the acc says later this week uh, you know right now they're slated to start practice on august 4th so um obviously if things change that'll get pushed back but you know really looking forward like you said looking forward to getting to, to see these guys and i agree with you i mean it's gone from a, a concern to kind of you know i don't, i I, want, I don't want to put too much stock in it because there's still a lot of guys there and they're the too deep that need to gain experience but it's not a concern really um you no, know it's
0: no it's not it's different. not a worry it's not a yeah. worry at all um, yeah. you know to me like like it was like going into last year when Wyatt Smock quit because I really thought he had a chance to start uh, at one of the guard positions. But when he quit and they lost somebody else, I can't now I can't even remember who they they lost somebody else. They lost two guys in a row. And I thought, oh, man, you know, I mean, is this really like this is not going to be good. But but they put the they got the confidence back from Robbie Bell and uh, uh, and he played well and Cole Bentley ended up. You know, what wasn't in there at the beginning of the year the entire time, but ended up being the guy at center. And it just it it just meshed very well. And and there's some depth there. And I'm I'm excited about it. Now, I will say this. uh, I did. I have been uh, kind of asking around about, you know, guys that look good or guys that look the part. And and I've I would have said this last year, but I've been told by several people going into this year, the guy that could have just a monster year for Louisville. And again, I said this last year, because I think he's the perfect fit for Brian Brown's defense. The way that Mark Ivy uh, teaches uh, things on, on that end is Tiberius Peterson. And, uh, and I've had several people uh, not really coaches, but people around the program kind of say, yeah, you know, he could, he could really break out. He could be, he could have, uh, he could have a really huge, you know, senior year uh, as far as as far as that's concerned. I think Goldwater is a guy who will have a good year and, and pretty, pretty confident that he's going to be huge in the middle. But he won't put up a ton of numbers just because he's right in the middle all the time. You know what I mean? Like those guys just those Still guys the just do, the, they just do the dirty work. But Peterson, yeah. I think, could have a huge, huge season uh, on, on the defensive end spot.
1: Yeah, you know, and he's a name that's been talked about, you know, and has really kind of had to wait and, and kind of work his way. And now that his his, his time is here, redshirt freshman, six three two sixty on that end for, for the, you know, up front, you know, really has an opportunity, like you said, to, to blossom this year. You know, I remember talking to Jared Goldwire, uh, it seems like weeks ago but or years ago, actually, uh, but <laughs> as spring was getting underway and, you know, the confidence that he seemed to have be carrying it into the, into the spring that that shortened spring that they had versus a year ago. It, maybe it's the fact that, okay, I'm not behind it anymore. Anybody anymore. Now it's my time. It seems like the spotlight or, or that light bulb has finally gone off for him. And, and he seems really ready to, to have a huge senior year and they need him to. Obviously, you've got Malik Clark behind him, and then you're talking about a freshman in Henry Bryant who should do great things while he's here. But, but still, you want some of these that's got that experience and the size at 6'6", 305, to be able to really clog those holes and, and create opportunities for Tiberius and, and the guys on the other as well.
0: By the way, that was the second day of spring practice. It seems like four years ago. And uh, and it and it and it's like it didn't even happen. It's it yeah. seems like it's so long ago. All right. Some football recruiting uh, KJ Cloyd off the board. Obviously, he's he's coming um, for this year. So that uh, that changes things, uh, kind of mixes things up a little bit for, uh, uh, you know, for the cards as far as uh, the board is concerned. I know everybody was worried about, you know, when they when they offered him and I was like, eh, just kind of don't worry, let it all play out and and, and you'll see. kind of how it is, kind of how it plays out. Well, um, that happened this week, and uh, Christian Pedersen last Sunday, so four left in 2021 for the Louisville Cardinals, Michael. We still think, well, we know they're going to take one linebacker, and we know they're going to take one quarterback, and we know they're for sure going to take an offensive tackle uh, in, in in this last group. Now, with that being said, the offensive tackle kind of eliminates some folks. Now, if Mike Moselinski wants to come, I think they would end up taking him. You know, he's kind of targeted in that center position, but I really think right now it's uh it's, it's a little bit of a long shot for, uh, for him. I think when you look at the, at the, uh, at the tackle spot, if they don't get the William Griffin kid, William Parker, Griffin, William Griffin, Parker, he, he's got two names. Now he was great on the phone with me the other day. He, he is a, uh, um, uh, he loves Dwayne Ledford. He really putting a lot of time into that recruitment right now. Um, but they're going up against some big boys. Um, it sounds to me like right now, Alabama still would kind of be the favorite for him. Uh, but that Louisville's made up some ground and is, and is in the mix. And, uh, and so it'd be interesting to see if they don't get him. I have a feeling they might wait and just kind of see what is out there or see what happens. Um, we keep saying this over and over and over again, but guys haven't been to camp. Guys haven't been to a lot of camps out there. I mean, camp on campuses or camp as far as, you know, any kind of camps that they normally go to. They just haven't been as many as, uh, um, as there usually is and guys haven't been seen. So, you know, when North Carolina plays football, when Georgia plays football, when, uh, you know, Colorado plays football, when Illinois plays football, there's going to be guys that pop open and it's not a bad thing uh, to have a scholarship. I talked to another division one assistant coach. He's a recruiting coordinator. Uh, He's a recruiting coordinator at a power five school uh, that I got to know years ago. And we were talking this week and I said, what are you doing with your numbers? And he was like, we're not crazy. We're holding five. And I was like five. And he goes, it's going to be a madhouse in December. He said, I'm, We're saying right now that nobody's going to get to make visits. Nobody's going to get to do anything. So, most of these schools are going to keep a lot of their recruits like we thought they might decommit. Most of them are going to get now going to keep them because those guys are not going to be able to go on campus anywhere, you know, and, and, and coaches aren't going to be able to go see them. Um, so, my gut feeling with the offensive line is if they don't get William Griffin, then they might, they might just wait and see kind of what's there. Prince Colley's still a linebacker. I still feel very good about the situation, uh, you know, with him right now. Um, I think if he made a decision today, it would be Louisville. I think if TJ Lewis made a decision today, it would be Louisville, uh, as the quarterback, but, uh, but those are still kind of up in the air. And, and quite honestly, Michael, the, 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 the prospects are, lit, are, are, uh, are dwindling. I mean, when you look at our target board, um, including all 21 commitments, there's only 42 guys on our target board. If you go to football recruiting on the top of the of the of, of the tab there, and you click down targets for 2021, that is up to date. That is uh, that is live and up to date. There's only 21 guys, and when you look at it, some of those guys are 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 probably guys that I wouldn't put on a watch list. They're just guys that are still mentioning uh, you know Louisville. So uh, it's getting down to the nitty gritty.
1: Yeah, I remember we were we were doing these watch lists, and they had you know. 15, 20, 25 guys. in mean, them, you know, and we ought to pull a couple of the older ones back up because most of those have been checked off and they're, they've slipped over into the committed list. You know, a couple of committed elsewhere, but most of those guys on that watch list are, are now on Louisville's commitment list. You know, so if we were to do it now, there's like two or three guys on there. I think, you know, Prince Kali, like you, I still feel strongly about him, TJ Lewis, uh, the same way. And, you know, so, it, it, I think it will be interesting. Uh, you know, I think another aspect that, to keep an eye on in a potential storyline as well is, is if they're not taking visits in December, and they, these coaches are able to nationwide I, hang on to the, the vast majority of the commitments that they have now. Does that put some more emphasis back onto the February signing period that we all used to get excited about that has become so ho-hum in recent years because of this new early period? I mean, you know, what will that be like if you know if you're a kid that's exploded during your season and you still want to, you know, take some trips if they potentially pop up during those months or even not? You know, I mean, there, there's new opportunities both for the schools and for these kids coming up in the high school. So it's gonna be curious to see. Obviously, like I said, I think it's gonna be crazy in December, like you mentioned, but it, it will be interesting to see how. The following two months, you know, or six weeks or so after that early signing period, how that plays out because you still have that February, you know, signing period as well. So it's gonna yeah,
0: and 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 I say it's gonna be crazy, but quite honestly, you know, if if Louisville, if what we both think could happen over the course of the next, you know, month and a half or so. TJ Lewis and Prince Khali joined the fold, and that's 23. And, <laughs> and all those guys, you know, say 22 of the 23, or 20, of, you know, 23 of the 23, or 21, whatever, stay committed and sign in December. It's going to be a pretty boring December. <laughs> it could it could go a lot of ways. But but you're right. It's crazy because there's going to be a, a lot of guys scrambling, um, and, and guys that took a spot and guys that committed. Um, You know, we were talking a month and a half ago when Lobo was on that run about and guys are committing left and right and and just taking spots. Those guys are going to look smart right now because I can't imagine that the NCAA is going to let recruits visit or let coaches go visit recruits at all. I just can't imagine that that's going to happen while they're playing any sport at all. And, And that puts um that puts an advantage that gives an advantage for the teams that have have full classes and most of them are going to have full classes like i said if you look through the, the list and you see numbers a lot of the big schools have got a lot of numbers and uh, uh and so there's going to be some good players uh that kind of fall through the cracks and quite honestly in a year and a half there's going to be a lot of players in the transfer portal it's just the way it's going to be
1: yeah you're right you know and you know, i'm curious to see uh, if if high school football does get underway in all these various states you know will they be allowed will coaches be allowed to at least go sit in the stands you know and-, and do the whole social distance thing and be able to at least do some scouting so you know obviously there's going to be more questions pop up you know as this progresses but you know I think some as the December signing period comes up I think some of the craziness will be on some of the stories that might pop up you know like just pull whoever out of the air you know Clemson out of the air and all of a sudden they decide, you know, they're, they're at 24 and they want 25 and they're looking through Louisville's list. And they're like, ooh, we would like this guy off their list. And the stories like that, hey, yeah, so-and-so is making a run for me, but I'm still committed. I think we're going to yeah. see a lot of those type of stories.
0: Yeah, but it'll, be, it'll be interesting to yeah. see. But right now, uh, let's just play football. So, hey, uh, right. let's, let's uh, uh, we'll, we'll move to some basketball real quick. Not a ton in basketball. Um, it, again, they're, they're going to be doing these workouts in uh, – you know, from from one of the people that I was I, I, I kind of asked, hey, what uh, uh, how how was this week? And they're kind of like, eh. I mean, yeah. there's nobody's going to have a ton of energy. Nobody's I mean, they're going through skills. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's getting guys better, but it's not going to be something that's a lot of, of, of fun or exciting news to report or anything like that uh, right now. Um, like I said, I, I don't. I don't think we'll play much if at all before January. That's just my gut feeling. Um, and, uh, and, and, and quite honestly, I think when we look at, um, when we look at what is going to kind of happen over the course of the next couple of months, I think basketball will be, will be drawn back in quite a bit um, before they let them do it do a whole lot. Just again, that's just my gut feeling. Um, you know, Louisville's got, Uh, a couple of team workouts for this week. So they'll get together as a team and, and, and Hey, this is a good time. Um, This is not a bad time for, for coach Mack. He can use it as a teaching moments more than anything, because quite honestly, he's got a lot of newcomers and a lot of guys that haven't played a lot. And uh, in, in, you know, guys out of that recruiting class, uh, from a couple years ago, that were freshmen last year or here for the first time last year, you know, guys that are going to be in, in key roles this year, and and I just think you got to, to me, this will be good for them because there's not a ton of pressure, there's not a ton of uh, of, of of anxiety or anything like that because you're really not preparing. Um, for a game right now, you're just out there kind of trying to get better, and I think they'll use it as a teaching moment and use it as something to, that, that will kind of help them get better and help them adjust a little bit over the course uh, of the next uh, of the next month or so. And and hopefully I'm wrong and, and we do play or they play and without fans or they do something, but uh, I, I just I just have a I have a hard time feeling like um, basketball is gonna get going on time is, is my gut.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. When it comes to the schedule, that is probably going to be, you know, maybe after the new year. Coach Mack, you know, in a video conference call with us last week, you know, brought up a great point. I mean, if you're not having fans at the, at the games, which I think if, if basketball were to start on time, most most of these early season games, I don't, I think having fans in the stands right now is out of the question. Um, just you know, and again, these are things that can change daily yep. and weekly. You know. Yep. But, but if they're going to go to Vegas and there's no fans. How you know he brought up how how are you going to pay the teams that are there if if nobody's yeah. in, the, in the I mean they stands. wouldn't
0: they they would they would end up not doing that and I mean look I've already I mean I I don't want to spill the 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 beans but I've already heard that baseball the opening weekend next next year is yeah. is not going to happen like it's going to be here in Louisville you know instead of going to to Clearwater or Tampa okay. where they were going to go I mean to make me cry stop it. <laughs> It's just it, it's just the way it's going to have to be for right now. There's a, there's going to be a lot of changes and a lot of things uh, um, that, that that are different right now. So uh, for, for basketball, uh, again, this this course of the next few weeks, if they what they can get in is going to be mainly teaching. And, and I think it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good for the guys. Um, we do expect well, another commitment this week. Um, okay. um, Eric Vander Heiden. Six foot nine from uh, Millbrook High School in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, he's going to make his decision on uh, on Friday, and uh, uh, I, I think it's up to twelve crystal balls now. i wonder what the record is because you don't see twelve many of them. But all those guys in North Carolina, there's a lot of teams and a lot of people that f- cover basketball recruiting. And my phone was ringing off the hook this, or I shouldn't say ringing, beeping beeping off the hook yesterday for us uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this week of different guys who uh, are in our network, uh, publishers and other kind of things that were watching Eric Vander Heiden and Bobby Pettiford play on the same team at an event in South Carolina. And uh, you now Vander is a really good guy that to get, in my opinion, he's better than his ranking. Um, just like Pettiford, I said, he's better than his ranking. Um, this is a guy who um, Evan really, before Evan left, Evan really, really liked this guy fought to get him in the top, uh, in the top hundred. I think he sits at like 71 or 72. Um, yeah. and, and, and it'll be interesting to see, um, what he has to say because Dino Gaudio has done a good job, uh, of recruiting in that Carolina area. And Bobby Pettiford is, is a huge help on this one. Um, and, uh, so, so it'll be a nice addition, uh, come later in the week that we expect if it does, if it does happen, wink, wink, we will do a, uh, a cards cast, a special edition of the cards cast, and talk about Eric and uh, and what he brings kind of to the table. But, but we, it would be a very good pickup uh, and a very good fourth member of this class. Um, and, and then I'm interested to see, and we'll talk about it uh, more on the cards cast, but I'm interested to see what Chris and the staff would then do with that last high school spot and potentially, you know, a sixth spot would probably. I would think be a grad would be a grad transfer because, you don't know, it's it's hard two years, two out of three years to bring six freshmen in is just really, really difficult. And you need a little more experience. So uh, we'll, we'll be interested to say to see and uh, and we'll have that for you later in the week.
1: Yeah. You know, and really, to be honest, you know, getting the grad transfer is in today's world it's part of the real recruiting that happens i mean it's not one of these you know things that just pops up every now and then i mean it's become an annual thing for a lot of schools and just continues to grow so but yeah i think it's made a great addition as you mentioned number 72 on 247 sports has a 93 rating uh, from 247 sports which makes him a four-star number 15th small forward in the nation number three player in north carolina his composite goes down a little bit so you'll have to gripe at the other guys uh, they've got them uh, dropping down to a three-star number 159 uh, nationally but like you said a guy that's going to continue to climb in the ratings we would expect uh, from what we've been hearing as well
0: yeah no doubt about it and, and pettiford was um pettiford was ridiculous from some clips that i saw this weekend and Um, and I'll say this, everybody keeps saying Cole Anthony, a shorter Cole Anthony and Bobby Pettiford doesn't really like that comparison. And I'm not sure why, because I love Cole Anthony, but, uh, I'm not ever going to say it to Bobby Pettiford because he doesn't like that. So, uh, so as far as we're concerned on the Cardinal authority, we'll find another comparison, but it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be that one. So,
1: all right. How about that?
0: Yeah, exactly. He's just Bobby Pettiford. Hey, real quick, Angel McCautry. August 7th of 2018, she she injured her knee. She hadn't played at all except for three seconds last year in a game uh, at the end of the season, her last game with the Dream. She signed with the Las Vegas Aces in February. She played in Louisville, remember, in February and uh, and and looked good, but didn't look kind of like herself at the time still. She wasn't all the way back. But man, oh man, today, 25 points are, uh, in the opener, 25 points and eight rebounds uh, for the Las Vegas aces and, and my, my, Allen, 25, Kylie shook, got a bucket. Jasmine Jones has got an ankle injury and, uh, and didn't play in the opener, but man, oh man, um, uh, Jeff walls, staff and his staff really have to be smiling because that's how you get more players as you have, well, you have them on the, you know, in the wobble as they're calling it, uh, in the WNBA and on ESPN and making plays like these, uh, young ladies were doing. And, uh, it really helps for the future of the program.
1: Yeah. And Jeff Walls isn't the only coach that's, you know, smiling ear to ear about some of their former players. You know, obviously, Dan McDonald, really uh, excited to see some of the guys that are you with know, Major League Baseball now underway. Had a couple of guys, Adam Duvall, Will Smith, both tried to tear up the cardboard cutouts. How about that? One, you know, yeah. Duvall had to take out a dog and, and Will Smith taking out, you know, sending a ball right through you know a cardboard guy's throat so as they hit long balls so yeah, they're both off getting up to a great career and and chris mack obviously expressed his excitement for Stephen enoch signed a deal with a club in spain i'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the club but uh you know he does have an I an out if, if the nba if an nba team does come calling but did sign a one-year deal with a team over in uh in spain so congratulations to him so a lot of good news still out there for cardinal nation
0: no doubt about it and this week we'll find out uh more on Fall sports and I'm excited to at least have a decision and know uh, wow. I, I mean like I said last week on the board the schedule you're seeing now I don't think will be the schedule that the football team will play. I'm just excited let's let, give us a schedule and, and we can hope uh, that, that we can uh, that we can make that one for Michael McCammon I'm Jody Demling. this has been our weekly edition of the cards cast. hope you enjoyed it if there's a commitment later on in the week wink wink hint hint check back. A special edition of the Cards Cast will happen at that point. We'll see you next week.